everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, and this is episode 105 of the broadcast, the podcast. So um, what we're going to do today is talk about the lunar eclipse that's coming up next week in Sagittarius, five degrees of Sag. What I'm, what I'm feeling to do is to divide, um, I'm so excited because eclipses are like my most favorite subject. I like, I always nerd out around astrology, but I totally nerd out around eclipses. It's like I could, I could quit my day job as an astrologer and just talk about eclipses all day, <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm going to explain um, what an eclipse is and all. What I fi figured I would do is take this into a three-part series. So this is part one, a general introduction to eclipses and kind of, if you're already familiar, we're just going to re-familiarize yourself. And if you're new to the channel and you've you're just kind of new to astrology, just finding this um, will, you know, walk you through that. And um, so a brief overview of how they work and what they are and why they're important. And then uh, a little bit about, um, you know, um, a walking through the houses. I'll take you through each of the 12 zodiac signs so you could listen for your sun sign and your rising sign of where this eclipse will happen, what area of your life it's going to impact. And, um, and I'll, yeah, just some general stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, some, something else that came to mind, um, you know, just do's and don'ts, you know, that's always good general information. And then the next, um, the next one I'll do is, uh, you know, go a little deeper in there and like whatever I didn't cover today, you know, we're just going to bring that in. And then the part three will be the solar eclipse. Uh, we'll go deep into that one. So um, these next three weeks will be eclipse because we are in eclipse season. So um, why all the fuss, right? Well, in, in astrology, an eclipse is uh, the most important event in astrology. So that's why we make such a big deal of it. Eclipses happen twice a year. Um, they are typically twice a year um, and they are like bookends. So they always occur in pairs. So there's a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse. The lunar and the solar will follow each other by two weeks. So a, a, um, an eclipse is, what if it's a solar eclipse, it's a, it's a new moon. It's always a new moon. And it's like a new moon on steroids. The lunar eclipse is always on a full moon. So the one on Tuesday, May 26th, is going to be a full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. And so uh, they, like I said, they always, they come in pairs and what eclipses do is that they indicate uh, areas of transformation. So long story short, major endings, major beginnings. So that's what you really wanna take away today. Major endings, major beginnings. And the, uh, the sign that the eclipse is in will give us clues. And the, um, and the planet that rules that sign, right? It's, and, these, and whether it's a north node eclipse or a south node eclipse, this is going to be a south node lunar eclipse. So what does that mean, south node? The nodes of the moon are, in astrology, they represent the, our evolutionary path. Right? It's the crossing point where the sun and, I mean, sorry, the, uh, the path of the earth and the orbital path, right, of the moon and the earth. And when, um, when we have a south node lunar eclipse, that is, um, it is about things that are releasing and falling away. So there's this energy of decay, age and decay and a falling away, things that are being released and 
um, moving away from us. Whereas the North Node, uh, and a North Node eclipse would be about, the North Node represents our path forward, our path, our journey forward, what we need to do, what we need to move into and grow into in order to evolve. So the South Node, this one coming up on Tuesday, is about what we need to let go of. And the eclipses, uh, as it started last May, um, and now this season, May, June, and at the end of the year, we'll have a lunar eclipse in uh, November, in, um, in Gemini, and then a solar eclipse in Sag. And then um, that will be um, it. Well, we have one more, is it? Yeah, I think then the next, I think that's it for the um, Gemini Sag eclipse cycle. And then we cycle into new signs next year. So we've been having eclipses last year and this year in Sagittarius and Gemini, the information axis. Then it'll cycle and go into Taurus and Scorpio. So it, just part of the incredible divine uh, cosmic fabric of life of cycles of time. It's really amazing how everything works together and in cycles. And so speaking of cycles, um, the last time this eclipse happened the, in, in Gemini and Sag is every 18.6 years the eclipses will come back to, this, to the same sign it was 18.6 years ago. So if you look back in your life, and that would be around 2002, and, and then before that, 1983, before that, 1965, before that, half of you weren't even born yet, and even then, no, we're just kidding. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we, we go back in time and we can look at history and what, was uh, go coming up then, the themes. And so these relating to information, right? So Gemini and Sagittarius are about information, data, facts, journalism, the news, the internet. Uh, the, and, and so all of these, um, you know, our belief system, what we believe to be true, you know, Sagittarius is about the, tr the truth, right? Uh, the truth that unifies us all, the great all-encompassing. You know, it's all about unity and, and uh, fairness, justice, unity, unity consciousness, uh, you know, God consciousness, you could say. And so um, this particular eclipse is going to be indicating places about our, where our beliefs, um, old, our stories, right, our attitudes and our beliefs are what is being, or what we all collectively are looking at last year and this year. What we believe, what we think is true. Is what we think true really true? Or is it, or we have, have we so become uh, inured to certain beliefs and routine beliefs, you know, for, especially for this lunar eclipse and Sag, it's like, what, what routine beliefs do, have we been repeating and so unconsciously that we like take it for granted. And so this eclipse will literally eclipse them out of existence. Um, and I say that, and that's, that's no overstepping, that's no exaggeration because eclipses always end things for good. They, and there's no going back. It's just how it is. Um, and if you, um, you know, I've, when I've done, I was, you know, Stormy Grace interviewed me about for the last eclipse cycle. And I, I mentioned this to um, in that my little slideshow then back talking about last year's eclipses. And um, one of the things is that, you know, I, I talked about some famous people, um, you know, just to give you an example, like for um, 
you know, where major ending, major beginning, and your life is never the same again. Because why? These eclipses are, are is Mother Nature's in, in built-in built way of making sure that we are evolving. So it's kind of like this like cosmic meter maid coming along going, okay, you know, like if you don't listen, if you don't change, you're gonna get a ticket. If you don't get that car out of that dang parking space. No, um, so, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but there is no, it's not like you can negotiate <laughs> with an eclipse. It just doesn't happen like that, that way. So um, five degrees of Sagittarius will be this lunar eclipse. So that is definitely about, and when you think about um, Jupiter, Saturn, I'm sorry, not Saturn, Sag, I'm trying to say Sagittarius, uh, Sag is about the truth and justice and uh, also the elite and people in high places, uh, I would say, and religion and spirituality and philosophy and um, higher wisdom, occult wisdom, all of these things is, are very Sag ruled, journalism, things like that. So. Um, the lunar eclipse in Sag is asking us to re-examine our beliefs. What do we, what are we so routinely, unconsciously uh, believing that we don't even think about it? So, you know, the, the moon, because it's a lunar eclipse, the moon, right? Lunar moon, it, it's about women, mothers, women, family. Maybe it's a, our beliefs, our stories and our beliefs around family and, um, and depending where this falls in your chart, those are the areas that are going to be highlighted. Um, but the lunar, um, lunar is all is very much an inside journey, right? And it's it's also the moon in ancient astrology is about fortunes, you know, like the because the moon is always changing, right? It's new, it's quarter, it's full, it's waning, it's waxing, you know, it's all like the the changing path of life. So uh, the, whereas the sun is the eternal principle, the eternal unchanging cosmic principle. So you think of like the sun, the sun doesn't change. It's just, it's always burning. You know, it's just, it's always there. The moon though will always shift and move. So it's the part of us that is the, the changing part of us. And also the, um, you know, our fortunes, our environment, you know, where we find ourselves, where we find ourselves at home, uh, what nurtures us, what, where do we feel secure and comfortable. So an eclipse is going to come along and, and really question that. And things are going to be placed in front of us that will be like, hey, you know, we have to re-examine these beliefs because whatever falls away in an eclipse season needed to. And it's all for our greater good and evolution, even though it may disrupt our comfort zone, especially with a lunar eclipse, right? You know, we like that little cozy comfort zone. Um, but we find uh, that uh, this is definitely, everything that happens is definitely for our higher and greater purpose. So the eclipses are mother nature's way or the divine's way of making sure that we evolve and that we are given, these opportunities are blessed. You know, they're, they're sacred opportunities for growth. So whatever comes our way, it's, it's for, um, what was that? Oh, there's this great astrologer years ago. I used to read his columns. I think he's still around, Rob Brezhny. Oh man, he's, he's like the best. And um, he, I think he wrote a book and it was called the universe is always conspiring to shower you with blessings. So that might be a good, you know, uh, caveat, you know, uh, or uh, not caveat, but I would say uh, a, a good thing to keep, bear in mind, especially during eclipse season. 
and especially with now Mercury is stationing to go retrograde. Now it'll be direct for this eclipse, but for the solar eclipse, it'll be retrograde. But I'll, I'll get into that in the, in the, in the uh, next uh, episodes, especially on episode three. So uh, the solar eclipse, uh, Mercury is the ruler of the eclipse, is gonna be retrograde. So in its domicile, you know, it's just like, whoa, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a lot, it's really a lot to unpack. But for today, we're gonna just stick to the lunar Okay, so let's see what else I have here. So the ebb and flow of life. Um, this is, uh, I would say too, because it's with Sag, it's what we believe. It's our spiritual beliefs. So we could be seeing an eclipse of our spiritual beliefs. Um, and I would say too, you know, what's your, what's your story? What is your story about? What is it that you believe? That, that you believe unconsciously that you don't even think about? And then there are things that you do think about. So it's time for a change. Um, when I, 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 what's your story that, God, I remember growing up on Long Island, it used to be this local TV commercial and it, I don't know what it was selling, but it was some really obnoxious guy. He was like, hey, you know, he was on the streets in New York. He was like, hey, Jerry, what's your story? What's your story, Jerry? You know, and so that's kind of like the lunar eclipse. Hey, what's your story? What are you going to let go of? What's in your way that you don't even realize, right? So the, the lunar eclipse is the earth is in the way of the, in front of the moon and it's casting a shadow on the moon. So the moon in, um, it's gonna be in mostly middle to Eastern Australia and over the Pacific and some of the United States on the West Coast and then further away from the West Coast you get further East, it kind of won't be seen as much, but it is a total lunar eclipse and it is going to uh, create quite an impact no matter where you live. But some, you know, depend, it's not always visible for depending on where you live where you're listening to this. But uh, yeah, what's your story? This is what uh, the eclipses are um, asking us here. So um, yeah, and you're never the same again. So well, let me just give you an example of a, of a um, I don't have a lunar example, but I'll just give you a general eclipse example of um, how they can impact our lives. So uh, gosh, there's so many different celebrities. I'll think of a Coco Goff. You know that Coco Goff, that cute little teenage girl who, um, she beat the pants off of uh, uh, Venus Williams a couple of years ago uh, when, in Wimbledon. She didn't win Wimbledon, but she she eliminated Venus Williams. And I remember, you know, she just all of a sudden became on the world stage. Well, of course, when that happened, I had to go look her up her name and Wikipedia and her birthday and all that. So didn't have birth time, but I saw that she had a solar eclipse on her Saturn. Hello. Uh, Saturn is about being, you know, it's it's that uh, position of authority and hard work and focus and discipline, and uh, certainly the lords of Dharma and Karma and uh, and all that good stuff. And uh, anyway, she had this eclipse, and and that's very much about being in the public eye. So uh, yes, indeed, what happened to her? Her life. She worked very very hard. She gave up a normal teenage life uh, in order to take lessons for years and years and years, didn't have the normal childhood, uh, very, very elite coaches and such went to Europe, you know, had to go to high school online to get her training, you know, she was like this Olympic level training. And then, of course, uh, what happened, the hard work finally paid off. And boom, overnight, she went from this 
kid in obscurity working behind the scenes and doing her taking her exams to this international star, right? And so she can never go back to being that incognito teenager again. She's Coco Goff, you know, even Chanel with Coco perfume, you know, they, they, um, they took a picture of her uh, with her cute little tennis whites and uh, there she was, you know, shaking hands after the match with, um, with Venus Williams and, and they put, you know, the, we salute Coco and they, with the Coco label of Chanel. So it was really, really cool. So, you know, from complete obscurity to total international star, that's an example of what an eclipse can do. So I would say too, what you want to do with eclipses is um, when you can get ahead of it, it's, it's always good, but um, you'll feel it about a month before and a month after. Now, sometimes you could even feel it six months ahead uh, easily, you know, of, of the affairs and, and the themes of these, um, of these eclipses coming to fore. But when it actually happens is, of course, it's a very, very sacred time. <clears throat> so let's see, what else do I want to share with you? Um, yeah, this is definitely about disrupting routines and fortunes. Um, hidden information can be exposed or feelings and perhaps about your living situation because it is a lunar eclipse or situations with your family or family, um, your, your sense of security and comfort around your family, um, your dwelling, your environment, where you find yourself at home, literally, physically home, and also just where you interiorly in your heart, where do you find yourself at home? So your story about that, you know, these stories are going to be presented to us. When the, the, when the eclipses happen, the lights are turned off. So the sun and the moon, the luminaries, we call them, uh, the lights, you know, they're temporarily eclipsed, right? So in a lunar eclipse, the earth passes in front of the sun, I mean, sorry, the earth passes in front of the uh, moon and there you it is it, it's put in shadow so when a light is turned off it's like oh wait a minute you know just like if you lose your electricity you're like oh wakes you up right and you can't really see what's going on so temporarily there's this blockage so things are concealed and then they're revealed so in the weeks and months following things will get revealed typically um, I would say every month when the moon comes back, next month when the moon hits five degrees of Sag, you get a little whiff, a little whiff of that eclipse. So whatever the degree and sign that eclipse happens in, you get that little whiff. Uh, the lunar doesn't really last as long as the effects of a solar eclipse. A solar eclipse is very external. It's loud, right? It's the sun. The sun completely covers, right? Um, but lunar is, is a, a subtler one, but it definitely has to do with, you know, a change in our routines and our, our fortunes even, you know, the, the, the hills and valleys of our lives. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. Uh, let's see what else I've got here for you. So I would say, you know, places to look. Um, would be like the news media, you know, like where in the collective where, where this will be occurring. Um, I also, when I mentioned earlier about religion, um, it's interesting when I think back in 1983 and then back again to 1965, um, growing up Catholic, I remember that uh, Vatican II, that's when Va the second Vatican Council convened and Vatican II in the Catholic Church was about modernizing. The Catholic Church. So up until then, it was um, you know it was very very you know 
they, they had the mass in Latin, for example. I mean, Latin, hello, 2000 years. I think we need a little update. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, what was it? Uranus, uh, Pluto, Uranus and Pluto conjunct in Virgo. They definitely were disrupting <laughs> as well as the eclipses. But um, well, when the eclipses happened, we went from having the Latin mass and, uh, and the, the, I remember the priest would stand with his back to the congregation and he would say prayers over the altar. So I remember as a little kid growing up, like you never, you just see his back, you know, and everything was like away from the public. And like literally overnight, uh, we, what did we have? We had these, the hymns, the traditional organ playing, you know, some old lady with these, you know, old lady shoes on the organ. And then overnight we had what was eclipsed, all that old stuff. And so Vatican II was about kind of modernizing the church. So I still remember they, they, they brought in the folk mass. I remember it was at 1030 in the morning on Sunday. They had all the regular traditional masses, but the 1030 one, everybody flooded to that one. It was the folk mass. So instead of the, the old lady organist playing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, right? All that, you know, traditional hymns. Well, this girl shows up in some fringe mini skirt and vest looking like Peggy Lipton on the Mod Squad. And uh, I know I'm dating myself. What can I, I I've given up, right? <laughs> and she, there she, with guitars, a bunch of teenagers with mini skirts and guitars appear on the altar and they're strumming away and they're singing, what, who is the group that, come on people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try to love one another right now. It was fabulous, there's modernization, right? So um, that's an example of an eclipse, right? In, in religion, Sagittarius, right? This, the falling away of these old, old forms and the arrival of the, what is the, Jupiter, Mercury in contrariety. So the youth movement, youth and new ideas and being fluid and, and taking things in a new direction. So I just have very uh, clear memories of that. And so, uh, yeah, um, news media is another place. News media, not just religion, but uh, certainly you could see um, a shift in religion. Maybe there could be things happening with where people feel demoralized and they don't feel connected anymore and they want a new path, whether they reform and revise what's already there in their own faith, or maybe people would just leave the faith as they did in the, in the wake of those 1964-65 eclipses people left the church in droves, which is really, talk about the Catholic church, why they had the, the reforms. Well, people were leaving and a lot of people. And of course the Beatles had come on the scene. And so there was that big gigantic cultural transfer of power. And, um, and so all of these um, ideas and uh, themes are coming to the fore once again. One of the things that I find interesting is that um, in the, what was it, 60 Minutes last Sunday, they talked about some man who was a for I think he was retired and had been in the military, and he was talking about the UFOs and the government now admitting, and the Navy and all this, you know, these, we've seen these in the headlines recently, that they're now willing to talk about these unknown phenomena. They're not calling them UFOs anymore. Now they're calling them, I think they're called UAPs, un Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, 
it doesn't have the same cachet. I mean, come on, you know. Anyway, so there is this uh, a revisiting of of these things, and again in that last eclipse cycle, we had the uh, the Gemini space mission and uh, the astronauts, right? The heyday of that in the mid early mid sixties. And, uh, and here we are again with Elon Musk and you know the rocketry going to Mars. And I'm wondering about UFOs because now this is in the, it's brewing again. And, uh, and, and can you imagine even talking about religion and, and uh, aliens? <laughs> it's like, you think about, talk about disrupting a belief system. If, if you uh, were brought up thinking, you know, okay, you, you have your Bible and, you know, life is like this certain way. And then let's say, you know, somebody walking out of church and walking down the road and some spaceship lands, you know, talk about a paradigm shift and belief, your belief systems, right? Things from unknown sources just coming in and disrupting, disrupting uh, the status quo, disrupting what we know to be reality. So we'll see what happens as the year progresses with, with all that information. Um, interesting because that last solar eclipse in uh, December, the solar eclipse was conjunct the galactic center of the Milky Way, which is 23 degrees, 26 degrees Sag, and the uh, the eclipse was at 23, so it was very close. So that's definitely about um, information being revealed of a cosmic nature. So no surprise, there's a lot brewing, as they say in the news business. This is check back. This is a developing story. So, and I am your cosmic Walter Concrete. No, oh, all right, giving myself away again. I know many people going, who is Walter Concrete? Okay, we're not gonna go there. Um, all right, so uh, disrupts routines, fortunes, right? Um, the news media, you are going to see old, the old, old ways, certainly old leaders. Um, well, Larry King passed on a few months ago. He was, what, 87? And so, you know, this man was this icon in, in broadcast journalism. So you're seeing the fall of solar figures of very large, you know, in either news organizations or just in the elite. Well, we had Prince Philip, Prince Philip passed. Um, his, his birthday was going to be the, the day of the eclipse. He would have been a hundred. So again, this is, um, we see these themes happening. Uh, let's see. I would say too, what we could see is um, certainly breakdown, breakthroughs, and endings of the education system, especially higher education like colleges. You know, we had that college cheating scandal with what was the Felicity Huffman and Lori Lachlan. Remember all that? And and of course, with COVID, it's had had a huge impact on learning. And where do we go from here? Student debt the uh, mind-boggling amounts of debt that, that are saddling the uh, millennials and, and young kids coming out of college. So again, this is a very big theme that you'll be seeing more of colleges, universities, the justice system, the courts, the Supreme Court, you know, they're, they're talking about reforming this, the US Supreme Court. So again, this, these are all very much Gemini Sag themes. Uh, let's see what we have here. Um, trafficking too, youth trafficking, sadly, sex trafficking, all these hidden networks, things that had been concealed, revealed. Um, immigration is a very sad thing, right? International uh, cultural uh, boundaries and such. And so the immigration crisis at the border with Mexico and, and other places around the world where I just read yesterday that these people, some, some, a young man died doing this, but these immigrants that were leaving 
Morocco and north and going to Spain and they they risk their lives to swim in the ocean and on the boats and such and immigrants from Libya that were trying to get to I think Italy and Greece so you see this is a this is very much uh, in the news and where we have um, the opportunities for some shifts some profound shifts and uh, breakthroughs so um, let's see I think too the in the interesting thing about this particular eclipse let me just pull that screen up here so I can look at that is um, the um, what we have is the Jupiter is in a square. It's squaring the um, the sun and the moon. Jupiter is in a square, so Jupiter and Pisces. So again, it's very much about being challenged, challenging, I would say, the status quo of things and the dissolution of beliefs or feeling there could be a feeling feeling beliefs being being demoralized around their people's faith could be, be as as new information comes on board um, and. Uh, also, the uh, Mercury, excuse me, Mercury is is squaring Neptune, and it is squaring Neptune, especially from now, strongly through early June. And it's going to be for a, quite a while. Um, I, I think it's going to be into early July. So that's like six weeks. Is that six weeks? Yeah, good six weeks. Uh, that Mercury, because Mercury is going to stop and go retrograde and then swing back again, it's going to spend a long time in that square. So that is adding to this whole um, story, right, about disillusionment. You may think about Neptune, it's things that are unclear or foggy or um, uncertain. There could be some escapism, some hiding out, some maybe secrets. Um, Neptune um, is rules the pharmaceutical industry, so uh, and Mercury being news and information and facts. So maybe the truth and facts are kind of obscured around things. Mercury is also in medical astrology it rules the lungs. So I'm thinking of COVID and vaccinations because that's very much a Neptunian thing. And so that Mercury Neptune square, we could be seeing a reversal, like a reversal of fortune or a reversal of how of how we perceive the the um, the COVID um, the vaccination campaigning and such and the and the various points of view on this, so we could be uh, we could be seeing some uh, changes and some shifts there because the first vaccines were given in the eclipse window in December. The first one was given in the, in Great Britain, and the first American vaccine was delivered in uh, right on the day of the solar eclipse. Yeah, oh, that's big. That's intense. So talk about the day that the day of the solar eclipse where the sun is completely in the dark, right? And then comes out. So there's this whole thing about what's hidden, what's that blind spot regarding. The truth, right? Sag. What's the blind spot regarding truth? What's what's not being said that is going to eventually come out? So we could be seeing a reversal of the narrative around, say, COVID and vaccination and um, the points of view, the attitudes of people about that. We could also be seeing hope and confidence, and you know where where people find confidence or where faith might be taken away. And then there's an opportunity for faith to be restored in another fashion. So there's there's all these potentials and possibilities. Um, 
you know, Neptune is too, is, is, a, is a very, it's a very mystical planet. So you think about uh, the, the cosmic transcendent experience that say like an ayahuasca shaman or um, deep mystical union, you know, maybe living in an ashram and or going climbing the Himalayas and having this outrageous transcendent experience with the divine. Um, or in a monastery, or you know, it's just some very deeply contemplative, mystical union that transcends all boundaries, where we shed our ego and our sense of identity, and we like meld into the great oneness, you know, of all the the, the one, you know, that that's very much a Neptune theme. Again, you know, things that can. Uh, be lending that uh, that theme could be lending itself very easily to this this particular eclipse cycle. Okay, uh, I think I'll just wrap this up for today by saying um, some do's and don'ts, and then just walking through the houses. So the do's and don'ts, of course, with any eclipse, you look and see where it is. You can, if you don't know astrology, you're new to that. You can go to astro-seek.com or astro.com and you can pull up a free birth chart there. And it will, um, it, you, when you plug in your birth time, it'll show you your rising sign, sun and rising sign. And you wanna look and see where um, five degrees of Sagittarius is in your chart, because that's the area of your life where you're going to have an impact, where it's going to really speak to you. And especially if you have planets, if you are a Sag, Gemini, Virgo, or Pisces, because these are mutable signs, that's where uh, you're definitely going to be very strongly affected because it's either going to be conjunct, opposing, or squaring the eclipse. So that gives it more oomph. Um, also, if you have uh, planets, and particularly in around five degrees or maybe two degrees to eight degrees of Sag, Virgo, Gemini, Pisces, you would really, really you know, feel it even more profoundly. The eclipse... Uh, until the next lunar eclipse, which would be in December, uh, well, it'll be November, six months away. Uh, I think the, the effect of the eclipse will definitely last for that long period of time. So instead of a full moon lasting for, you know, things coming to fruition in a normal month, you know, where you feel it for a few days before, a few days after, this is for, for several months, right? And a solar eclipse, it's years. So if a solar eclipse, for example, is um, you know, two and a half minutes long, the effects would be reverberating for two and a half years. So that's always very, <laughs> very, very important to know as the um, information and as the change rolls out over time. That's why it's the most important um, event in astrology because it's got long legs and that's why we pay a lot of attention to them. All right, so um, I would say the, the, the doing the inner work and don't in any, whether it's lunar or solar, this is not the time to be making hasty decisions. I always say it's like the, it's like being in spin cycle on a washing machine. So things that get very amplified, especially with a full moon, it's really intense. It's a fire sign, right? Sagittarius, mutable fire. And so it's, you just have to, we do our best to remain calm doing yoga and pranayama and breathing and being very grounded and focused, it would be uh, ideally, you know, prayer, meditation during the time of the eclipse. Use it as a sacred opportunity to really uh, look within. But I would say for, for sure, um, you know, you don't want to be making any hasty decisions. This is not the time to 
getting married, signing contracts, anything long and binding because of the fact that in any eclipse, it's, you know, things are concealed, right? So you don't bake a cake when the lights are out, right? You need to be very aware of things in order to make things happen. But when the lights are out, that's not the time to be making things happen, especially this one with Mercury about to go uh, retrograde and being retrograde for the solar eclipse. Totally not the time. Although you could see people coming back from your past, which is always a Mercury and retrograde, a Mercury retrograde thing. People from your past come back and visit and you reconnect, right? Re reconnect, review, renew. So um, I would say temporary work is okay in a Mercury retrograde and certainly nothing that you need to have for lasting, right? So you figure when you get married, you, you, you ideally, you know, you want that to last. So that's why it would not be a good time. Uh, things aren't clear. So uh, I wouldn't advise anything like that. Um, so people doing magic, you know, um, um, anything like that. We, again, the energies are very, very high and intense. And so um, you want to just be using it as a reflective time not to be doing and making and creating. So that's my do's and don'ts. And um, so let's just walk through the houses here before we wrap this up. Uh, let's see. So if you have, if you're an Aries or an Aries rising, this will be occurring in your ninth house. And so that's the, that's the, uh, they call that the house of God in ancient astrology. So again, it could be that your belief systems around spirituality and religion are called into question, or you feel this change, kind of like a sea change, something coming deep from within you that is shifting your relationship to God, the divine, um, what have you. And, and it also rules um, ancient wisdom and philosophy and such. So you might find yourself, you know, being eclipsed by reading, I don't know, Plato or Socrates or uh, the Yoga Sutras or uh, sacred scripture of, of, of any kind. So that's something that you, um, to look forward to, or truth too. It also rules foreign travel, and, you know, in modern astrology. So you could be um, interested in foreign cultures or taking a trip somewhere, things like that, or, uh, or will be coming to the fore. All right, uh, Taurus, this is going to be Taurus sun and Taurus rising. This is going to be happening in your eighth house. So that's one of the money houses. So there, this is where you get to reinvent your stories and rewrite your stories around money and security and maybe the fear of losing it or hanging on. Um, certainly a, a rich opportunity to reprogram your beliefs around source, cosmic source. Money is energy in the third dimension, right? So um, money and, and uh, valuables, uh, other people's money, especially investors, wills, estates, trusts, annuities, things of that nature. So uh, the, this is the area that's really speaking out um, to regenerate, resurrect and uh, one's uh, true nature and getting, getting rid of fear and letting and shedding and being eclipsed by the power of who we are and how we can source, how we can connect to source. And so, um, yeah, so that's definitely a ripe opportunity. Uh, Gemini, this is gonna be happening in your seventh house of uh, Gemini rising, Gemini sun, this will be happening. If you read it for your rising sign, it's, it'll actually show up in that actual house. So that's my preferred thing, but you, you definitely wanna read it for both. 
So if you have Gemini sun or rising, this is in your seventh house of partnership. So that'll be about collaborations, whether it's a, a personal, like a long-term committed partner, wife, husband, spouse, or a business partner, or just collaborative efforts one-on-one. -on -one. That's with the area of life where you will have a breakthrough and some uh, ideas being eclipsed, right? And, and moving forward. So expediting, right? Moving forward one's evolution is the general for everybody. These eclipses are designed to evolve us on our path <clears throat> by taking away what isn't working. And um, like old stories around being in a committed relationship, <laughs> being married, um, old stories about uh, what you, you know, what is the, what you can or feel what you, what you believe about marriage or what you believe about partnerships and working with one-to-one. -one. So these beliefs are being eclipsed. Uh, the, for cancer, cancer and cancer rising, this is going to occur in your sixth house, which is about work and service, one's daily routine, how we serve others or how we're in service. Um, also, you know, charitable, when you think about charitable places, um, sixth house is also like employees, like being an employee or having employees. If you are in that <clears throat> category, this is where it's ripe for transformation. Um, let's see, it's uh, for cancer, that's, that's cancer, sixth house. And then Leo, it'll be in your fifth house. So the lunar eclipse will be in the fifth house, which is the house of, uh, it's joy, it's uh, pleasure and fun and creativity, children, projects, creative projects, you know, that they can be my little baby, my creative project, but uh, children and family, um, things of that, sex, you know, <laughs> romance, hooking up, uh, these are, that's the area that is uh, going to be uh, prominent for Leos and Leo Risings. Uh, let's see, for Virgo, this will be occurring in your fourth house, which is roots and home and family. So Virgo, Virgo rising, uh, closing the door in the past of old stories that have held you back about your roots and your family and your past. Your genealogy, you know, it could be several generations back. So yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, let's see, Libra, that will be in your third house. So Libra sun or Libra rising. This eclipse is doing its magic in your third house of communications, siblings, um, short distance travel, short trips, uh, neighbors, cousins, in-laws, aunts and uncles. That's all very third housey. Um, and your basic, your beliefs. And uh, it's also rules elementary education, learning. You know, third and ninth houses are about learning, teaching and learning. So there's that. Uh, let's see, Scorpio will be in your second house. So Scorpio, Scorpio Risings. The second house is about talents, one's talents and resources, personal resources, personal finances, uh, the talents, the possessions, your, um, what you hold dear to you. So we're, again, the opportunity to rewrite your story into something better. And then uh, Sagittarius, you will have this in your first house. So that's your personality, your self-image, your physical body. Um, it could be um, your health and as it relates to maybe illness. Not, I'm not saying you're, you know, you're going to get ill. I'm saying that these are the areas 
um, uh, maybe the stories you have around being sick, you know, or the stories you have about your personality or your image and how you show up to other people. This is all the opportunity to get rewritten. Uh, Capricorn, it's going to be in your 12th house, which is a very mystical contemplative house. It's like the house of hermits and and monks and nuns and um, or and also people away from the regular world it could be hospitals or you know places of, of refuge and even prisons place places away so if you have had any stories about feeling out of control or feeling you know like in prison you know or or maybe where a contemplative life might call to you maybe reprogramming yourself about being alone Maybe it's about finding the distinction between being alone and being lonely. Very different, right? So there's that. That's for a Capricorn rising, 12th house. Um, and then for Aquarius, that'll be in your 11th house of friends and colleagues and contemporaries and peers, people, you groups that, that you collaborate with, groups, group organizations, tribes, you know, these are uh, groups of people, let's say, all united in a common purpose. Certainly a lot about maybe you know, making the world a better place, being in service to humanity. Uh, those are themes and friendship and um, one's hopes, wishes, and dreams. The people who help us get there to realize our hopes, wishes, and dreams. Um, maybe the stories we've had around making friends, right? Right for reinvention with this lunar eclipse. And then Pisces, finally, um, Pisces and Pisces rising is, is going to be in your 10th house, which is uh, rules one's reputation, uh, one's achievements, climbing to the top, the career, the career house, um, where we are uh, on full display, what we are bringing to the world, how we are showing up, you know, out there in terms of our achievements and ambitions. So, um, yeah, that's, um, there's that. <laughs> and so I hope that is that has helped you. Um, again, I'm going to come back and, and talk more deeply about some of these things. And I'll, I'll be meditating more and praying about, you know, what else to, to be sharing. But uh, certainly there's lots of really exciting things happening there out in the world and a lot about information to be revealed. Um, so yeah, um, hang on to your hats. Here it comes. <laughs> So anyway, there's that for today. And um, we'll be back next time with part two of our eclipse, our little part two of three on the uh, eclipse season. So I hope you are all um, doing very well and I'd love to hear from you. So let me know how you are doing and what's coming up for you in your life in this eclipse season. You can always leave your comments below. Love to hear from you. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll see you again soon. This is your Liana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.